and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Hall, and with me, as always, is my extraordinarily awesome co-host, Patrick Terry. There we go, man. Hey, how's it going? It's going. It's going. Yeah. Yeah. How was your week? Slow. It yeah. was like, you know, I got a, some time off coming up, so I knew this week was going to be the slowest Humble week part. ever. And um, so Friday was the slowest. It's like it took five hours to get to nine o'clock and then it took 10 hours to get to 10 o'clock. It felt like. <laughs> but um, all in all, the week was cool. We had to do that um, saliva based COVID test at work. So I did that and I got my results back, said negative. So woohoo. Boom. Yep. So I'm cool on that. And um, that's pretty much all my week was, you know, where okay. we were talking about before we start recording, I yeah. got the bundle for all the Bill and Ted movies. So I'll be ready for when we talk about that next week. Yep. And um, I might actually go back through and just rewatch just to get my notes right and everything. But, um, yeah. Okay, good. Um, probably be doing the same thing. We're just going to ignore the fact that you are slammed the door. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. He's telling me good night, so that's all that matters. All right. Thought we got all that out of the way before we started recording. Oh, well. <laughs> had had <laughs> one little last. Yep, yep. They're like, no, I, I, I need to get one that's on. That I need to be sure I get one on record. Yeah. <laughs> God bless them. I love them both. Uh, what about you? How's your week been? Yeah, man. Um. A little slow, yeah, I, I agree. Um, obviously, for for our podcast, we had a busy week. Um, you know, we had two amazing interviews. Well, one amazing guest slash interview. Um, yeah. With uh, Trish uh, C from Director's Sleepover, it was awesome having her back on again. Um, she's just so much fun to kind of hang and talk with. Um, yeah. You know, so I'm. Um, I'm go- I was excited for to have her come back um, for sure, and then I'm glad I was able to finally get the interview with um, with Stacey Seely about talking about Lucky Grandma um, with the scheduling slash recording issues I was having, which is why we didn't have an episode the previous week because I kind of wanted to hold off that episode until I had the the interview to go with to go with the episode, so right. everybody got two episodes this week um i guess depending on when you listen to us listen to this episode will either be like oh yeah they didn't have an episode or oh didn't notice it because i'm catching up on everything else because i'm a fairly new listener if you are thank you and welcome um so i was busy trying to get those up and going and scheduled and then promoting all that and then trying to get everything for this week and then working on lining up our guest again another um group of get um another guest or guests plural will be two of them um if we get the scheduling just right um for next week where we will just where we will uh, actually get around to discussing the new bill and ted movies um these guys will be perfect and i and they agreed that this would be the perfect move for them to come join us so now we're just trying to work out what time uh kids are good um, York got behind a little bit of schooling. We got him caught up. Um, he was just having issues with uploading and stuff like that. 
um, or making sure things were saving with the work actually in it. Okay. Because um, he has to resave it with a different file name so it saves. Otherwise, even if he does the work and then tries to upload it, it uploads blank or something like that. I don't know. It was a hot mess, but between his mom and I, we helped him and got him and got him straightened out, and now he's caught up. So that's awesome. His grades have shot up because we were able to get that stuff fixed. Plus, um, you know, we're talking, staying in communication with his teacher. Um, yeah. It's a learning process for them. It's a learning process for York, and obviously a learning process for the parents. All involved. It's you know, there is a learning curve. Yeah. Um. So Grayson's doing good. She had dance. She's, you know, she's rocking that, and kindergarten's going well for her. So, um, yeah. Oh, so this is not movie related, and uh, I can't even begin to get into the whole. I mean, it's sort of movie related, but it's not a movie. It's a docu documentary series on HBO called The Vow. It is about the Nexium cult. I guess is a good way to put it. Um, it's, uh, N-X-I-V-M, like the Roman numeral numbers. Okay. But it's pronounced Nexium. And it's the, you might know it, um, so, I don't know if you ever watched Smallville, um, but there's a character that Clark knew in high school, uh, named Chloe, played by the actress Allison Mack. She was okay. big into this cult. Turns out this cult winds up becoming a or winds up being essentially a sex cult where the women got tattoos and got branded and shit. Like, wow. it is bonkers. Like, I remember wow. when that first came out, because I remember her from the show, and I really, because I actually watched the show and was a fan, and I was like, oh my god, what? That's a wait a minute. <laughs> That's a wait a minute. Chloe from from Smallville? What she the was, hell did she get stuck in? And it's, she, was a she was blonde hair, right? Yeah, yep, she's okay. the blonde. Okay. Now, the, the one that played... Uh, Lana Wayne, uh, Kristen Crook, she was also a part of this, but I don't think she was as into it as as far deep into it, right? As Allison Mack was, but there are there are um, uh, there are parts of you know this docu series where it shows her in it, so wow. it is fascinating to say the least. Um, so yeah, no, I'm so I'm hooked on that. It's only three episodes in. Okay. Oh my god, it's amazing! It's so good, so so good. Um, and I had to talk to my buddy Travis about it because uh, he has some experience work-wise dealing with the financial end of investigating um, a couple of cults. So um, we've had some interesting text conversations. Some uh, to a point to where he's like, "I could tell you more, but it has to be like person to person. I can't." Right. Like, no paper trail. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, cool, man. I'm good with that. So we, uh, but uh, no, it's fast. That thing's fascinating. Um, it kind of gave me a, <laughs> a couple ideas for, for something, some projects that I may or may not try and do. Um, but no, it is. So that's kind of what I'm watching right now, or at least what I'm most interested in. Uh, Lovecraft Count Country is also good. It's kind of a more it's like super, it reminds me a little bit of True Blood, but with a more. It's like it's kind of like True Blood, but it's also deals with a lot of racial issues in the mm -hmm. South in the fifties. I want to say the f like late forties, early fifties. Okay. 
Um, so they somehow are able to work that in beautifully and, you know, and um, kind of have that be one of the villains. You know, it's one of the villains, one of the villains is an ideal, I guess okay. is a good way to put it. <laughs> so, right. um, so it just adds more tension to the show that, um, so that's kind of what I'm watching that, I guess on that end. Um, I guess we need to get into the movies because we've between the fu- between the There's two of us we've got quite a bit. So yeah, um, I'm gonna let you go ahead and get started um, this week. That's cool. I'll knock mine out. <clears throat> so the first movie I'm gonna discuss is um, Guns Akimbo. Is that a Ninja Turtle character? <laughs> Sounds like it, huh? <laughs> um, now this was a Prime video release, uh, February 28th of this year, 98 minutes long, so it's not too long. Okay. The director is Jason Lee Howden, and it stars Daniel Radcliffe as Miles. We have Samara Weaving, whom I didn't really recognize until I was looking looking to see that she was in it. I was like, okay. She plays Nix. Uh, Natasha Lou Bordizo plays Nova. Ned Dennehy plays Richter. And Grant Bowler plays D Graves. So right now it has the ratings are 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb and Metacritic score of 42 from 10 reviews. So okay. But uh, this is basically a New Zealand action comedy taking place in an alternate future. Uh, Schism is an underground criminal organization that live streams death matches between criminals and psychos. Okay. And so the winner of each match goes forward and places the the next criminal. So I guess it's like they have a champion. But somehow you have a computer programmer named Miles who finds himself becoming a a part of this death match shenanigans. (laughs) All right. And and so how that happens is he decides to go on Schism's message boards and get the Twitter fingers and start talking a lot of smack. (laughs) Yeah. Until Mm. they're... Till they're, um, I guess the the leader of the organization, admin of the of the um, message board, starts um, typing back to him. So oh, you're so big behind the cat behind the screen and whatnot, and then they flash his um, his IP address, and so he's like, oh. oh, and then he immediately shuts the computer and just like, all right, I went too far. He thinks it's nothing, but um, you know, he goes to sleep, thinks things cool. Then he gets a knock on the door. He has these strange people in front of his door, and it's them, the leader of Schism, plus a few people from him, from his uh, organization, to either scare him shitless or, you know, teach him a lesson, basically. And so what they do is they knock him out, drug him, uh, put him in a table, and basically attach surgically guns to his hands. And when he wakes up, I mean, like, they're affixed to the gun, like, you know, yeah. his fingers, he has no, no, no appendage usage of the fingers at all. So anything he does, he has to try to use the gun, use his hands that are attached to the guns without. Oh, that's interesting shooting. concept. Yeah. So each gun has 50 rounds. I'm not sure what happened, you know, as far as if he runs out, if it's like an auto reload or whatever. Right. But um, when he wakes up and he notices it, of course, he screams, he's panicking and he tries to pick up his phone. And of course, he lets off a, a round, like you know, because <laughs> yep. he's not Cause used to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's not used to. So in order for him to use his phone, he's using his lip, or whatever, to swipe up and oh, okay. type whatever. 
So, but also with this, he has a girlfriend or ex-girlfriend that he's been trying to either get back with or work things out with. Her name is Nova. But, um, so anyway, when he finally gets himself together, he's heading out. That's when he gets a text saying, all right, you're now part of Schism. Your opponent is Nyx. If you try to run away, you'll die. Uh, anything to not comply with this, you're going to die. So you just need to comply. And if you win, you'll be set free. Okay. Set free, quote unquote. Right. So From as their, he's <laughs> their freedom, at least. Right. So he basically sets out to try to figure out what's up. And then Nick shows up at his apartment and just starts blasting at him, guns blazing. And that's what sets us off on this adventure, him running from Nick's. And of course, this is shown online. So everybody sees what's going on. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's he's not a fighter. So, of course, he's going to run. And he tries to get help from his job, one of his co-workers, to take a phone that he finds to, you know, to just kind of figure out what's going right. on. But um, the chaos just follows him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just, you know. We all have that friend. <laughs> right, right. Um, let's see. Um, so I don't want the action... Like, as far as Nick's go, she has a scene that kind of reminded me of John Wick, so I just kind of called her Jane Wick, because <laughs> there's a lot of, <laughs> lot, lot of, lot of gunplay in action. Um, but I don't want to do too much spoilers in the movie, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the movie, to me, it's more of a turn-your-brain-off type of action movie where you just kind of enjoy it. It's uh, good visuals, the action sequences are good, um, and it's just interesting to see Daniel Radcliffe not being Harry Potter. <laughs> and, oh, you know, wow. Yeah. So, it's just a nice get away from that character and he's pretty funny uh, pretty much everybody in the, in the movie i feel does a pretty decent job okay as far as everything so one of my favorite movies of his that he's done now there's a couple that i haven't seen that i've i've had in my queue mm-hmm. that are non-harry potter related um there's one where he's the one i have seen that i really enjoyed at least the most is one called um, What If, and it's him and one of my favorite indie actresses. Um, her name's Zoe Kazan. She's on an HBO series right now. I forgot what it's called, but it takes place in the 40s. Anyways, um, she's and it's a cute little rom-com. I really enjoyed it, and it's good to see him playing something else. Yeah. He's also done TV stuff, and TV. You know, he's always been good in that, um, in his little guest roles. But that's like one of my favorite ones that he's been in. Um, I know there's like a mo- there's a movie called Jungle. Um, there's was it the Swiss Army? Swiss Army something. Um, it's not Swiss Army Knife, but it's um it's him and Rupert Grant. Not is it Rupert Grant? I want to butcher this. <laughs> this is one of those things normally I like I would know off the top of my head. Um, but like one of them's dead and Swiss Army man. It's Paul Dano. And Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe plays the dead person. It's about a hopeless man stranded on a deserted island that befriends a dead body, and together they go on a surreal journey to get home. So basically, he uses the dead body like a Swiss Army knife type of thing, like for different things. It's it's weird and um, it's definitely different, but it's one I've been wanting to watch because yeah. it is just so out there. Um, but yeah, he's done some different things, which is great because that's kind of what you want in a good actor is to try different, 
you know, he's got all the Harry Potter money, so he's not really right. interested in making <clears throat> blockbuster movies because he's already done that. Um, he can actually do. He could just he wants. go and make <laughs> stuff that interests him. He can go yeah. and make his. He can go and make his indie films and you know yeah. projects that he wants to do. So yeah, that's he, the beauty of being able to get that get get that kind of franchise in when you're young because then you can go off and do other things. That's true. You know that interests you. Kind of like you know. I always bring up uh, Chris Evans as somebody that does that. You know, he makes all the Captain America movies and the Avengers movies, and then when they're not shooting that stuff, you know, he goes and makes his little independent films. Right. Um, so, which is great, because those are my favorite ones of him, actually. Um, he, he, gets to show more, he gets to show more range. Yeah, and that's what you want out of a good actor. You know, is yeah. somebody that can, you know, like, listen, okay, this one I'm doing to make the money. This one... It's like, obviously, these are the ones I'm doing because I love acting and, you know, I really want to, you know, showcase X, Y, and Z. So, yeah, to say I'm not just Captain America. <laughs> right. Or I'm not just Harry Potter or yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Or I'm not or I'm not just Edward from Twilight, you know. Right. <laughs> exactly. He's moved way beyond that. Mm-hmm. And plus, you got to start somewhere. I know a lot of folks still rag on him about it, but it's like everybody yeah. starts some place that they may not say, he's made four ginormous movies yeah you know <laughs> one's currently out <laughs> so yeah he's, he's doing he's doing big things yeah he's he's good so yeah let's see so <clears throat> but i have just just for the record i do still have guns akimbo in my in my queue to watch okay. um you know because it looked interesting when it came out it was there was some buzz about how how much of a departure it was from some of his other stuff but i'm like well, really, anything that's not Harry Potter is a departure from his other stuff. <laughs> True. True. And then, and then when I watched this, this was uh, another movie watched through Discord that my friend had when I got okay. off work. So that's how I watched it, and um, I just said, "Well, I guess I'll talk about it now." <laughs> there you go. Yep. So good choice uh, by your friend. Yeah. Because I was, I was trying to see if he'd do sleepover, but since we didn't have enough people in it, I, you know, I just said, Let's "Still watch it." But, okay. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully, I still watch it. Okay. Cool. So <clears throat> the next movie is a Netflix release called A Message from the King, starring Chadwick Boseman. It's a movie that when I first had Netflix, I had seen, but I never mm-hmm. got around to watching. So when I got it right. back, it popped up I'm like, you know what? I need to watch it now. Yeah. Like my original plan was to watch a lot of the movies I hadn't seen mm-hmm. by him, but I'll save that for the rest for another time. Mm-hmm. But um, this was released August 4th, 2017. So it's a three-year-old movie. Um, it's an hour and 42 minutes. The director is Fabrice Duwells. hope I said that right. And starring, of course, Chadwick Boseman, Jacob King. Well, Chadwick Boseman as Jacob King. Uh, Luke Evans as Dr. Paul Wentworth. We have Teresa Palmer, who plays Kelly. Alfred Molina plays Mike Preston. I believe good, good that guess. was... Yes. Um, the budget, I'd like to get some financial information. Hey, budget, <clears throat> budget was $10 million, but as far as box office, only did like 268000 so must have had a limited release. Uh, it's basically a man from Cape Town, South Africa, travels to Los Angeles to find his, his sister, younger sister. And that later becomes um, uh, revenge because he finds out his sister's dead. So... He receives a he receives a disturbing phone call from a sister asking for help, and he tries calling back, but it just goes straight to voicemail. 
So he hops on a flight to Los Angeles and just begins to try to track her down. He does find the address of where she last lived, but she's moved out. Um, one of her old neighbors passes along some stuff that she left behind her place. It's a lot of pictures, pack of cigarettes, just random things. And um, she also learns that when she came to Los Angeles, she was married, but that husband's no longer in the picture. She got involved with someone else who got into a lot of trouble and left. But he had a son that he left her with. So it's a lot going on <laughs> a lot yeah. for, her, for her. You know, she gets left with a kid that's not hers. But, um, you know, he's trying to find out where she is. So with the pictures he has, he starts going around asking people if they've seen her. And one trip, he goes to a market, <clears throat> like a like a Korean market, and he asks the lady if she's seen the, you know, his sister or the picture of the boy. Uh, her son comes up, who speaks English, and says that he hasn't seen her, but he has seen the boy. But it's been a while. And um, through translation, the older lady asks him whether or not he's been to the morgue. He should check there. And so taking that advice, he does go and he does spot her body because she has a very prominent tattoo on her arm. That's a giveaway. But I guess to not raise too much suspicion, he tells the mortician that it's not her. But from there, he goes down, tracking everybody down that was involved that she, okay. you know, and, um, you know, apparently she got heavily into drugs and, you know, just kind of went that that dark path. Yeah. And, you know, they showed the body like it was just eyes gone, foot missing. They just brutalized. Oh, wow. And um, but yeah, he's he just basically going on his trek, finding everybody to take them out. And <clears throat> it's, it's a very it's a simple movie, simple story. You know, yeah. it's just but it's well acted. Um, it's shot well. And it just, just shows that, you know, Chadwick's talent as an actor, you know, yeah. um, it is a slow burn. So it's not a lot of explosions right. and stuff, not yeah. a lot of gunshots and everything. It's just more like a, it's more like a crime, like a, like a crime. Yeah, kind of like a hoot, a hoot Yeah. 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 But um, the cast did well, you know, because I saw uh, Melina's like, oh, man, it's Doc Ock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but also in it, toward the end, it kind of exposes maybe some slight pedophilia going on. Oh, whoops. But, but um, you know, I, I'll just say... Definitely worth checking out to see if he's able to do what he does. And then there's like a kind of surprise thing at the end where you're like, oh, so I understand why he's able to do all the things he's doing. He's got a certain occupation that, you know, that, okay. yeah. So, you know, we, we didn't really talk about this. Obviously, we didn't talk about it in the Lucky Grandma episode because it hadn't occurred yet. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about it in the sleepover. You talked about it off, you know, before we recorded with yeah. Trish while I was going and refreshing my drink <laughs> before we actually started. Um, yeah. So obviously, you know, when he passed, that hit everybody hard because it was sudden, you know, it wasn't something like he was elderly and, you know, it was just, well, I mean, he's, of course, you know, he's was going to happen because, you know, he's getting to that age, you know, and where yeah. it, was, it was, I mean, hell, he was, what, three years older than me, three, four years older than me, he was 46? Somewhere around no, there? No, 43. 43. Oh, shit. He's, like, almost my age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's three years older than me. Yeah, yeah. And he's, like, a few months older than me, because I'll be 43 in October. Um, 
but yeah, and he'd been, but you know, it's a one thing Ruth brought up um, was that you know how how tight knit was his circle, right? That in four years it never leaked. Exactly. Like ne- like never leaked. Those are the kind of people you want to have in your life. Right, right. Because, I you mean, know? <laughs> there was a there was like a interview with him where, you know, he was looking really thin. Yeah. And a lot of people were, you know, really going in, calling him all kind of different names yeah. and saying he's on drugs. And for them to still hold tight and not say anything, that, that says a volumes. lot. That's yeah. Because you would think somebody would have came out and just been like, no, 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 this is what's going on. Yeah. But he, like, he, he was, I guess he was real specific, like, look. We're not going to say anything. Right. You know, just let them talk their if, trash or let them whatever, but, you know, yeah. we're going to beat this and yeah. we're not. And you stay positive about it. And I mean, it hit me hard. And I'm, you know, I'm, it always, I think, I feel it hits harder when it's, when it's unexpected. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So I don't know about you. Like, there's only been a few, there's only been like a couple of celebrities, like, whenever they've passed, I've really been like, upset about yeah and both times it was i mean they were old you know they were they were older so you know it just upset me because they won't be able to do anything else right first one of the first ones was when um paul newman passed away mm-hmm. so when he passed away as one of my you know favorite actors from from kind of like i guess you could say the golden era but i mean even up till the 90s he was still making great movies right um but it's just that, like, his last movie, I think, was Cars. You know, he just did a voice. Um, right. But, you know, that still kind of hit me kind of hard because I knew he wouldn't be able to do anything else. And because he did so much good stuff with his, you know, Newman's own brand, a lot of that just went to charities. Like, he didn't need the money, so yeah. he just donated the proceeds to go to charities and just, you know. And, you know, it's just that kind of – he was just that person. And – you know when when Doris Day passed away, that's actually when I recorded one of my first episodes. Yeah. Um, when I first started doing podcasting was when Doris Day passed away, because my mom raised me on Doris Day movies, and so that kind of hit me. I think that hit me hard more for her than it did for me. You know what I mean? Because yeah. yeah. I knew she was going to be upset by that, and that upset me. Plus, you know, I was sad because she again was another person that had a marvelous career in film. But it also did a lot for animal rights. You know, when right. she wasn't when she wasn't making movies, she was and always had been. Um, it just may not have been as publicly known, I guess, as if you weren't paying attention. Yeah. And then of course, when uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman suddenly passed, that really got me. You know, not even as much when Chris Farley passed. I, I liked Chris Farley, but I wasn't as big a fan. You know, I I would miss his work, but I wouldn't miss his work like i would philip seymour hoffman paul newman you know so on so yeah yeah um but i still you know i still really enjoyed him as an actor and as a comedian and you know when i when chadwick boseman passed i didn't even think about black pants i mean obviously i thought that's one of the first things but then you know i go he did so many amazing movies yeah, just 42, 42, 42 Marshall. Robinson. Yep. James yes. Brown. Get up, get on. Man, his James Brown was, God, that was good. And, and the thing about it, like what I was learning, learning through this week from just watching 
things on YouTube, like all those roles, he made sure he talked to the family to make sure it was okay. Because with Marshall, you know, Thurgood Marshall's light skin. He's kind of darker skin. So yeah. he talked to his son. He wanted to make sure, like, hey, I don't look like him. But if you're okay with me acting as him, I'll do it. And son gave him his blessing. Same thing with James Brown's daughter. They, You know, it was all about... Yes. The performance respect yeah, well it's yeah. all about respect first you know respect sure. yeah he want make sure they were good with it because yeah a lot of sure. a lot of times they don't do that a lot of times yeah. that don't happen they just oh, go ahead and do it we'll just do it we got money if they it, fight we'll just give them yeah yeah, yeah he, he showed respect to the people before it came to the movie and if it came to them not saying yes you know he, he wouldn't have done it right you know what somebody else do it <laughs> he would yeah, of course yeah. but he yeah because he he you know because he had too much respect for the for right. the person that he was portraying in the family. Right. And that's, and that, you know, just speaks well of his character. I mean, amongst everything else he did for the, you know, for the community. It's um, like that role on, uh, all my children. Like, uh, I did used to watch some of the soap operas growing up, yeah. but, uh, I watched the, the scene that he was in and then learned afterwards. He had actually kind of questioned the, I guess the higher ups about his character and what was the yeah. motivation. And after, realizing what the backstory was to the character and he's like he didn't really agree with it and yeah. then got let go but you know he just he wanted to i guess he, he wanted a character that wasn't filled with stereotypes basically right so nobody wants that i mean really i mean the audience doesn't want that because no, you like, see it a lot it's like yeah. again it's yeah. why it's a stereotype <laughs> right yeah. it's been used and repeated um but yeah i just if you if you haven't checked his older work, please do because it is and older works even kind of weird to say, but his previous work other right. than his Black Panther because he's been making ama- I mean making amazing movies with outstanding performances, physically you know, from, grueling from the get <laughs> from the get you know, yeah. you know pretty much yeah and then the last four years seven projects and a lot of these physically is because because there was an interview. They were talking about 21 Bridges. They were talking about how they would sometimes work till sunup. And and even in this interview, he was, you know, he wasn't looking too well. You know, because yeah. looking back on stuff, you're like, man, this dude was literally fading yeah. as we were, you know, we were. But he was still going. Yeah. Smiling. Positive. Yeah. He's not going to what it, yeah, it wasn't going to let it get to him. No. But, yeah. Um, There's supposed to be an animated uh, What If series starting on disney plus and apparently yeah. they're they're gonna do uh what if t'challa became uh star lord and okay he apparently did all of his recording for that so oh great that so we'll at least be able to hear him again and i think he's t'challa. got didn't he have one more feature coming out too though that had already so finished production there's a, it's a netflix release i think netflix decided to hold off on it a little bit but they still plan on releasing it okay yeah yeah then yeah. they made one more after the five after the five bloods yeah so. yeah Okay. All right. Continue. All I, right. I, I kind of wanted to, I did want to bring that up. I had it in my notes to talk about. Um, no, that's good. Bring, I, want, that. I want to talk about it too. Um, next movie is also a Netflix release. Uh, Seriously Single. Uh, came out July 31st of this year. Hour and 47 minutes. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to butcher these names. I'm, I'm just going to apologize in advance. But director is... Uh, <clears throat> Catalejo Ram Rama Ramafakela and <laughs> and Rethabile, same last name, I believe his brother and sister. 
or a husband and wife. I didn't do the research on that part. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, I'm not going to butcher their actors' names. But <clears throat> it's follows, on IMDb if you want to look up who it yeah, is. <laughs> yeah, check IMDb. To look at, that'll be the best thing. They get back to us on the pronunciations. Yes, please. But basically, it follows character. Her name is Deneo. She's a serial monogamous. She's hopeless romantic. Monogamous. Serial monogamous. Okay, that's that's how that's how they describe it on IMDb. Wow. But what I think it's definitely a new one for me. (laughs) Yeah. But I think what it is, she's just like a hopeless romantic. She'll meet somebody, fall for them instantly, and be ready to marry them within moments of of knowing them. And right. So she works for this company where I guess it's advertising because she's working on trying to land a deal with the DJ to promote his new shake. But so she gets a delivery to her job. And what it is is basically the last person she dated sending all her stuff to her saying that they're done. And she's so into social media that she actually record uh, uh, posted live as somebody recorded live. And she's thinking, oh, this is going to be for our trip and blah, blah, blah. It's like, and the delivery guy's like, no, no, he's just sending you the stuff because you're done, you're you're broken up, and you know, so she has, you know, she's not having good luck with relationships. Yeah, uh, she has a best friend who's more of, um, I guess she 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 doesn't agree with being in a relationship. She likes the the random, you know, just meeting people and whatever happens happens. And so, <clears throat> but Deneo meets a girl meets a guy named Lungo, and they hit it off instantly, pretty good, and. Relationships going well. They don't really put a time frame on how much time has passed, but they they she's done moved in with them and everything. But they come across they come to a hotel for his bachelor party, which is where she finds out he's engaged and about to be married. And so of course that affects her. And from yeah. there, her friend uh, Noni decides like, look. Just be single. Your relationship's not going well. Let me show you how to be single. Just party up, live your life, and just try not to get too attached. So she tries that. It doesn't go well either. And then, of course, time passes and she eventually meets back up with Lungo, who's saying, oh, I'm divorced now, so we can try to do this. Oh. (laughs) So So the question here would be, Will she decide to still be single or will she try to work things out with him? Right. And at the same time, her friend, her rule is, is, you know, never sleep with someone more than once. If you do it more than once, then it's basically a relationship. So she breaks her rule and sleeps with a guy several times. So she's trying to try the whole monogamy thing. Okay. And then then Danielle is trying to do the whole single life thing. So they're both having their own little thing that they're trying to figure out. Um. Uh, overall, the movie that's felt it's like it's relatable. You know, you're in the dating scene. You're you have your choices to make, either to be try to find that right person to marry them, or to just live a single life and just you know date as you want, who you want, and be open about it. Um, <clears throat> I feel like the movie had great production. Uh, the music in the background was well put together. Uh, it's just an overall feel good movie, and. <clears throat> the the two act the two lead actresses I feel like they did well, and I was mostly entertained throughout the whole movie. I never got bored. I feel like it's worth watching. Okay. Um. <clears throat> and yeah, just to not spoil anything, you'll just have to watch it to figure out what decision is made. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and then the last movie, I actually got to watch Mulan. Oh, okay. So. Thanks to a listener. <laughs> so I'm watching this without having watched the original animated. So I'm having Guess some what? fresh eyes. That's gonna, that's gonna be me too, man. <laughs> it's gonna be you. That's gonna, okay. That's gonna be me too. We're gonna be in the same right. boat. Cool. So of course this had a Hollywood release on March 9th, okay. but then was released to Disney Plus recently on September 4th. Uh, it's just a shade under two hours. Okay. The the director is Nikki Caro. Has a budget of 200 million. So far okay. it's pulled. So far it's pulled in 5.9. Okay. Well, um, yeah. So, but I was hearing that countries that don't have Disney Plus, if they have theaters open, they're gonna release it there. Okay. And then, of course, if you have Disney Plus, you got to pay a premium price of thirty bucks. So, but if you want to wait, it'll be on Disney Plus in December. So, whichever December. way you choose. <laughs> That's why I told you works wrong. She's like, oh, I can just wait till December. I'm like, exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised they even let that be known so soon. You know, at least let the movie be on there for a few months. Like, bro, you're shooting like, yourself in the foot on like, that one. Like, wait till November. Like, you know what? We we're going to release it next year. But, hey, around Christmas time, Mulan's going to be on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> then do that. But Yeah. It's crazy. And that's probably when it's going to be, too. Probably will be around Christmas time. Yeah. I don't see I mean, it being, like, around York's birthday, you know, like, first of. I right, see it right. being around Christmas time, too. So. Yeah. Uh, so we have... Uh, Lou Yafel as Milan, Donnie Yen as Commander Tungi, Z <clears throat> um, Ma as Hao. Oh, I'm really gonna butcher these names too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I got some easy ones on my movies. <laughs> Hua uh, Zhao, Jason Scott Lee. That's normal. Wa Zhao. Sorry. <laughs> plays Bo- plays Bori Khan. Yeah. Uh, Yosan An Chin. <laughs> Yosan An plays Chin. Oh gosh, Hong Wai. <laughs> um, you have Jet Li who plays the Emperor. Oh yeah, hey, I know yeah. Jet Li. I got, yeah. I know one, of, I know two of those. <laughs> uh, before I get into the movie, the only thing that disappointed me is Donnie Yen and Jet Li. They didn't get to really show off their. Their their role is not to be martial artists, so they're they're more laid back. Oh, so you don't get, more, you, yeah, yeah. You don't get to see scenes from them, so. Oh, okay. But so don't expect that. <laughs> um. So, if you've watched Mulan, you pretty much know the story. I haven't. So, for this movie, a decree is issued that one man per family must serve in the Imperial Army to defend the country from the Northern invaders. So, Mulan's father. Only has daughters, so he offers himself to the fight, even though he has a bad leg. He's not he wouldn't be good in war at all. Right. So she decides to take his place to keep him safe and decides to masquerade as a man to become part of the Imperial Army. Uh, as a young as a young child, she shows off that she has powerful chi within her. And even though she's impressed and her dad initially is impressed Everyone around is kind of like looking down on her because that's not for young girls. Uh, the men are the ones who are supposed to display the chi. Women develop themselves to be, you know, to be married off, basically. That's how they bring honor to the family. <clears throat> of course, Mulan doesn't agree with it, but she goes along with it. But um, after this decree is issued, um, you know, she has a talk with her father. 
But she decides to go ahead and do what she needs to do to help save the country. So she leaves, leaves in the middle of the night, steals his horse, his armor, and his sword, and heads off to become part of the Imperial Army in hopes that no one discovers that she's a man, um, that she's not a man, but actually a woman. Dude does not... But once she's there, she goes through all the rigorous uh, challenges and training that they must do to, to become worthy of being part of the Imperial Army. And then at some point, she actually starts showing off her abilities and having the chi. But the difference in the response here is that she's given praise and not looked down upon. Gotcha. So, And then, of course, Bori Khan is bringing his army in to take over the country partially to take it over and partially to get revenge because the emperor killed his father oh okay and so that's his back his back so he's not just he's not necessarily just evil right he does have nation you know his dad was killed and um he wants revenge on that but then he also wants the country um <clears throat> i've seen a lot of negative press about it but i'm, I'm, I'm wondering if that's people that seen the original and they're got they're they're comparing the two. Yeah. Instead but, of taking um, it, take, taking it as it is. Taking it as a standalone. But um so having not seen the original, I was able to just look at this as a standalone movie. Right. And I mean as far as action sequences and visuals, I mean I I would I wouldn't mind seeing it in the big screen just because of that. You know. It kinda reminded seen- me of huh. Yeah, no, I was going to say, yeah, I've seen uh, an article saying this really needed to be released in theaters. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming probably because of the large battle scenes and the large scope that it it gives um, during those scenes to yeah. swoopy landscapes and whatnot. Right. Would be and my guess. It's kind of reminded me of, certain points reminded me of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Nice. Because they're, they're running up walls and mm-hmm. everything. You have the one witch that turns into a turns into a bird. Okay. They don't have uh what was the, the it was a parrot that was in the original it was instead a dragon. It was a dragon. Okay, so instead of the dragon they have like a phoenix. Mushu bird. or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. So Mushu's not in it. But they have like a phoenix bird that kind of okay. represents things that every once in a while you'll see it flying over okay. Mulan. But uh overall, like I liked it. The costume design. And again, the action sequence and the visuals, I liked it. The only thing that I've seen as far as what critics say is that, you know, maybe the screenplay is probably the weakest point, but everything else was on right. point. And, but I liked it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it would have been, you know, 30 bucks. Yeah. That, I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, if you're thinking it, because you're the, were you, you were the only one watching it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, fuck. Yeah, because my, yeah, yeah, my daughter, yeah, I would have been the only one watching it. Because you know, my daughter's not here, and she never expressed interest in watching it. And when I asked, she was just kind of like, right. I don't know. Now, if there were more people wanting to watch it, then right. okay, okay, I can do that. But just because it was just me. Yeah, no. No, oh, man. $30 is ridiculous. No. <laughs> and, and then what got me is like other movies were like 20 bucks, and you have a wide variety of places to, to buy it from or yeah. rent it from. Right. Here, it's only on Disney Plus, and you got to have yeah. a subscription. So, yeah. That, that wasn't cool. Like your sha- your chair wasn't shaking and you didn't have like mist in your face or anything. Right. So right. Not that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting on my bed, lights out with my light with my headphones on and my, and my laptop. Be, you didn't have to be with a water bottle spraying it in your face. <laughs> no. None of that. Fog this would have 
going. <laughs> as far as the action sequence, that probably would have worked well with 4DX. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but I enjoyed it. I mean, I can't say if you know comparing to the other one, but as far yeah. as it standalone, like I enjoyed it. Is it a good? Does it speak to kind of like a women's empowerment? You know, um, women it's a little bit. Heroes, it, you know, women can be heroes too. Is not just a guy's not, thing. Right. It's not. It's not too heavy. I mean, it's like in just like in there, like it's pretty much. I guess goes across like the original. Uh, of course, they find out that she is a woman. Yeah. And supposedly, because of her dishonesty, she's supposed to be expelled from the right. Imperial Army. Every other thing that you do wrong is death, but this one is just more like embarrassment. Right. <laughs> you know, since you lied, it's just gonna embarrass you. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, it does have that. Does touch on that. Okay. Because it's just saying like you know, I guess it's just saying. Yes, men usually are are grown are, are raised to be fighters, but you know women can do so too. So women can you know, be badasses just as yeah, these dudes exactly. Can. If they've got it in them, encourage it. Yes. <laughs> you know, let them, let them do it, and they they usually end up being better in the end because she yeah. she showed she showed out. <laughs> show up and show out. That's all you yeah. got to do. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Hold That's my it. earrings. Yep. Give <laughs> <laughs> <And> me my sword. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, but I I I was I was able to enjoy it. Good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to. We might watch it tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see how what we end up doing. But um, it is, I guess, because it is. I'm not. I mean, if we watch it, I'm not gonna pick a day where it's just me watching it. I'm gonna make sure, you know, at least uh, if York's not here, at least Grayson watches it with me. Cause yeah. I want a kids. I want one of our kids's kidses. <laughs> Sure, sure, sure. That's a that's a word. New word. <laughs> I want one or both kids to have an, some sort of input to let me know what they think about it, um, so I can kind of gauge whether or not I. I mean, obviously, because it's on Disney Plus, you would think that it's a kids movie, but it's good to kind of get a, an idea of what age range is entertained by it. Yeah, it is. Um, it is the first live remake to be a PG thirteen, and I think it's just because of the action, but it's yeah, not. That's all it is. It's not. Yeah, just cause a lot of action. Right. There's there's a lot of sword play, but it's like the old X Men movie. There's no blood. <laughs> Nobody's heads are getting be or getting no. taken off or anything. So. Nah, nothing like that. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool, cool. And I think that's it for me. Man, take a breath. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> okay, so I've got a lot to get caught up on. Um. So Ruth and I finally watched Inmate One: The Rise of Danny Trejo. All right. We watched it, and we actually watched it a couple of weeks ago. We just have not had an opportunity because we've had like we had Jackie Cation on as a guest, and then we had Trish Sia's on the guest, and then we had the interview with with uh, Stacey Steely. So I um, a Stacey lot going on. <laughs> we've had a lot of people. This is good just to have the two of us every now and then. Um, so I've had a lot. I guess a backlog of movies right. to uh, to talk about. Um, so we finally got around to watching it. Um, in case you, for whatever reason, do not know who Danny Trejo is, I guarantee if you either Google or look him up on IMDb, you will automatically be like, oh, well, yeah, it's that guy. It's Machete. That guy. It's the guy from, yeah, he was in, he was in, Des- um, Desperado, um, like basically all the Robert Rodriguez movies. Let's just put it that way. 
Um, he's been in all the Robert Rodriguez movies. And he has a very interesting past that some people, I'm assuming, know about, but maybe not everybody. So Danny Trejo is, um, excuse me, he's um, he was born in 1944, so he's just a little bit older than my mom. He's, um, I've got to do math now. He's in the 70s, we'll just put it that way. Um, so he's not as young as most people may think. Um, but like he's been in movies such as Heat, um, obviously Machete, Machete Kills, From Dust Till Dawn. Um, he does voice work. He's in Big City Greens, which is actually a Disney show I actually really kind of like. Oh, really? It's a newer one. Yeah, it's, I actually like that one. Um, he's going to be in the new SpongeBob movie. <laughs> uh, a from Avalon. Um, he plays himself in the new Muppets Disney Plus show. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, he, dude, he's been in a lot, and he, he's known as somebody that has a hard time saying no. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was in The Flash. He plays Breacher. He, um, I forgot he's in, like, five episodes of The Flash. But he's been in a ton of stuff. He's in the new Dora movie. I mean, let's see here. What, what, how many credits does he have? If you were to guess how many credits Danny Trejo has as an actor, how many, would you, how many, how many do you think? I mean, considering how much you just mentioned here, I, I'd be surprised if it was less than a hundred. <laughs> Go up. Okay. Uh, is it between? Is it more than two hundred? <laughs> more than two hundred. She five hundred. <laughs> no. Okay. Three hundred ninety-six acting credits. Thirteen producer credits. Wow. Yeah. Uh, no directing, but. I'm pretty sure that'll happen. <laughs> He's got at some point. Some yeah, point. he ain't slowing down. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. So he was born in uh, Echo Park, but um. So as it, so basically the movie follows his entire life. You know, it talks. You know, he's kind of the one, the main person they interview, but they have so many guests. Uh, not guests. They interview a lot of people. They interview Michelle Rodriguez, Donald Logue, Robert Rodriguez, um, and then they're and then also you know Cheech Marin. And they interview his kids, um, Danielle and Gilbert Trejo, and it just follows his entire career, just um, from his early life as a kid to the fact that you know they didn't make a, they didn't have a whole lot of money, and he idolized his uncle, his uncle Gilbert, and so much so he named his son after him, okay, because um, his dad you know was a drunk and abused him, and you know so he hung out with his uncle Gilbert a lot. And they ended up, he ended up uh, robbing, like, you know, committing burglary and robberies together, you know, as a young kid. Wow. And then he ended up going to prison because of it. And he got sent to prison. He was at San Quentin. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) So he did, I think, 11 years Mm -hmm. in prison. And then he got out. And then he... You know, and he was, you know, he had done drugs and all that. And then he's been sober and clean for, you know, four dec- four plus decades, you know, at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, and got his shit together. And then he's started making movies, you know, having no idea how to act. But just, you know, somebody told him to, he was like, you look mean, more or less, you know, look, you know, you look like you could be yeah. a bad guy. And he's a sweet, I mean, you, 
just listen to interviews, you know, he he looks <laughs> rough. Like he could be, you know, like he could beat your ass any second, but he's like the sweetest person, though. <laughs> like he's super nice and he gives, he still lives in <laughs> the same community that he did when he was a kid. Like he doesn't live in, you know, one of these rich Hollywood neighborhoods right. or even the, or even the nicer suburbs. He lives in the same neighborhood he's always lived in. So he, he's and the epitome of don't judge a book by its cover. Like pretty may much. Look, yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. I mean, cool. he owns, he has his own taco place called Trejo's Tacos. I go. only know that because Ruth bought a mask or it was like a weird kind of mask, kind of a mask scarf type thing. I don't know, but not quite a gator, but some similar. And anyways, and ordered it from the shop called Trejo's Tacos. Okay. Um. Anyways, so he's got a business, and you know he does a lot to give back to his community that he lives in. He knows pretty much everybody, you know, in his neighborhood and they know him anytime someone stops him and asks for a picture, you know, he doesn't say no. He just, you know, he, he, he's, he's right. He, he's fully, he's full aware of what kind of second chance he's been given after right. being, after doing time in prison, he goes back and talks to inmates on what to do whenever they do get out, how to, how to do better more or less and not get stuck in the cycle and wind wind up back in prison. Right. <clears throat> Fascinating documentary. I, I really talked to my it. uncle. Yeah. <laughs> I wish he talked to my uncle so he don't go back. Right. <laughs> he's out now. He's out in California. Okay. So <laughs> I'm just um, waiting for that call to say he's back in. <laughs> no, man. I hope not. I hope not too, man. Yeah. <clears throat> um but yeah, it. This documentary is great because it talks like it interviews all these people and he talks about, you know, with joy, you know, with such joy. He, you know, he's had making movies and and, you know, the struggles he's gone through and the struggles his kids, you know, of um, and how proud they are of their dad for making, you know, for basically making this huge change yeah. in his life and um, giving back and everything. So it is. It is fascinating. I really enjoyed it. I was so glad I got to watch it. Um, finally, um, I watched. I rented it on iTunes because um, I'd been wanting to watch it, and um, it's came out. It says two, 2019, but I think it came out actually this year. Um, and it's coming in an hour and 47 minutes long. Uh, trying to see. I don't think there's a budget on here. Oh, here we go. Budget was a million dollars estimated. So it doesn't give anything more than that. Um, I was actually surprised it cost that much, but it's, but no, it's it's really good. I would recommend it, especially if you like Danny Trejo, like like I do, as a great character actor. Um, definitely watch that. Check it out. Um, or you can find it. Next one, um, I posting on our on our feed about watching this i watched uh i watched get duped on amazon prime um i believe it's it's european in the sense that it's 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 set in scotland but i think it's not just scottish actors i think it's british and scottish you know what i mean yeah it's it's uk (laughs) we'll say it's from the uk that's I guess that covers that covers pretty much everything. Um, it's about a trio of teenage miscreants that are given one last chance to turn their lives around by completing the Duke of Edinburgh award trek across the Highlands. 
along for the ride is one little overachiever who was in this for the opportunity to uh, to pad his CV, you know, uh, resume. Um, they don't have anything in common, but the ragtag quartet are dropped in the middle of nowhere with nothing but a map, and they have to work together to reach their campsite before dark. However, they aren't as long as they think, and soon they are being stalked by wealthy aristocrats who intend to hunt and kill them for sport, and they only have their wits to protect them. And by in which should really be in air quotes, let's put that. Um, <laughs> Luck. Three, maybe. <laughs> three out of four of them aren't too bright. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, so the Duke um, played, is played by Eddie Izzard, who it took me three quarters of the movie before I recognized him because he's wearing like a mask um, for most of it and a hat. Um also stars Kate Dickey as Sergeant Morag, James Cosmo as Farmer. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jonathan Aris, who I actually thought was somebody else, uh, as Mr. Carlisle. And then um, Samuel Bonamoy as Ian. Baraj Junja as DJ Beatroot. Uh, Ryan Gordon as Dean and Lewis Gribben as Duncan. Lewis Gribben reminds me of um, what's his name? He reminds me a little bit of Ewan Bremner, who was in um, Snatch and he was in train, the Train Spotting movies. And he's been in some other things, but that's kind of his character. Kind of reminds me of those type of characters. See, I told you I had a lot easier names to pronounce. Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, mind you, they're spelled differently, but I'm phonetically doing it as I'm reading it. Um, and then uh, Georgie Glenn as the Duchess. This movie is very much a dark comedy. Okay. Like, it's it's strange. It's so strange. And, you know, there's parts where you're kind of like, this is it's like, what am I watching? This is kind of stupid. <laughs> But then something freaking hilarious happens, and then you find yourself just laughing out loud because <laughs> it's so ridiculous and over the top. Right. I'm like, yeah, I definitely didn't see that. That's okay. That's really funny. Okay. That was that's the majority of this movie. It's because you're like, I don't understand what's going on, and then something hilarious happens, and then you're like, all right, I guess I'm still going along with this ride, you know. It keeps you hooked. <laughs> it keeps you hooked because something freaking hilarious will happen. Okay. Um. Yeah, I like like there's I'm like I have like what is this movie? And it's just it is just weird. It's just a, I mean that's the best way because it's really weird, but really fun. Like there's some laugh out like straight up laugh out. And I don't mean like laugh out laugh like haha. Like I'm like busting up on laughing. I was like oh my god that's freaking hilarious. Like like almost tears laughing. I won't go Maybe. that far. But not it's not that far. Not okay. that far. But it's still. <laughs> Like, oh, my God, dude, that's freaking, you know, like basically me going, oh, my God, dude, that's hilarious. Okay. Um, and then I just keep watching. So um, I recommend it because there are the sum of its funny parts, you know, are enough to to kind of keep you wanting to watch this. Yeah. It's not when you're, it's probably not when you're going to want to watch over and over again. I'd probably would watch it again. But it's not when I'm gonna. It's not when I'm gonna rewatch a lot. But it's when I would probably watch from time. 
It's rewatchable, but yes, but not one I would. I'm actually going to seek out. I guess is a good way to put it. Right. Okay. But it is it is funny because there's they thought that their counselor, the person that was taking them, that's responsible for them, was the guy that shot at them. Thought it was the Duke that shot at them. And so, but they're far enough away they couldn't tell. Plus, the guy looked like he could have been wearing a disguise. Yeah. So one of the idiots <laughs> runs over him with a van. And then they realized that the other guy's shooting at him, so it wasn't their guy. So he thought he killed him, so he puts him back in the van, and then they tried to run the van over a cliff, but they can't get it to go over. And then it goes in reverse and goes down a hill, and so they can't catch up to it. <clears throat> it's like, well, we'll run off a cliff eventually. It's a, we're on an, you know, it's Scotland. We're on an island. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, but it's a big country, you know, the <laughs> idiot. <laughs> It was like, it's like, these guys are so stupid. And then, you know, then there's a good callback, you know, about five or ten minutes later with the van. And it's just, <laughs> it's pretty funny. So it's just stupid stuff like that. You know, the one of the characters needed uh, some paper to roll a blunt. So he took, um, he said he just took a piece out of the middle of the, or on the corner of the map that they were using. So you know, to roll the blunt and everything. So the other kid who's yeah. the smart one, you know, is like, dude, we need this map. And so he unfolds. He's like, well, I took some off the corner. So he unfolds the map and it's like in the middle. It's the part so they need to. Took it's actually <laughs> in the middle of the map, which is what they needed to figure out where they were going. Yeah. Wow. It's just like, how do I get stuck with these idiots? So, no, it's good. I, I, I would definitely rewatch it. So I, I would recommend it. Um, so I know we've had a history lately of talking about um, time traveling movies. So this is sort of, sort of like that. Um, the next one I'm talking about is another one I've posted about. Um, it's called You Should Have Left. I rented this one at Redbox. It stars Kevin Bacon, Amanda uh, Seyfried, Seyfried. The one from Big Love, and that's been in a bunch of <clears> that's <throat> been in some movies. I think she's married to Aaron Paul. That sounds right. Um, and Avery uh, T. U. Essex, uh, who plays the daughter. So uh, Kevin Bacon plays Theo, who's a former banker, um, and Amanda, we'll say Seyfried, um, plays Susanna, who's an actress, and um, they book a vacation at an isolated modern home in the Welsh countryside where nothing is quite as it seems. Dun, dun, dun. Of course. The house <laughs> is creepy. Or as the or as the tagline says on the poster, the house finds you. Um, yeah, that's... <laughs> it's so stupid. Anyways, <laughs> the, it was written and directed by David Kep. K-O-E-P-P. <clears throat> Everybody should know who he... You may not recognize the name. I guarantee you've seen everything he's done. Um, to kind of just give you an idea of what he's written, he wrote this movie. Um, okay, not his best one, but he did write The Mummy from 2017. Um, okay. Tom Cruise one. Uh, he wrote Inferno. Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. 
Premium Rush with uh, hashtag JGL, Angels and Demons, um, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, um, War of the Worlds, uh, Secret Window, the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, Panic Room, Stir of Echoes with Kevin Bacon, uh, Snake Eyes, Jurassic Park The Lost World, uh, The First Mission Impossible, The Shadow, The Paper, one of my favorite Michael Keaton movies, Carlito's Way, and the original Jurassic Park. Uh, Death Becomes Her, Toy Soldiers, like, I mean, yeah, a bunch of stuff. So he's directed this movie, um, Mordecai, Premium Rush, um, Secret Windows, Store of Echoes. So he's he's one of those guys that's got a lot of hits and a lot of misses. <laughs> he's Honestly, bro's probably betting about 500. Yeah. But a lot of his successes are a lot of my favorite movies. Yeah. Um, this one's definitely in the middle of the road for me. Um, it's weird. Um, I think you will like it, though. Um, it's not quite horror, but it's more thriller. Um, it's came out this year. It's a, right at about an hour and 33 minutes long. Um, there's really so it's weird. So there's not it's rated R, but there's I don't even think there's any nudity. There's really not much it under violence of gore under IMDb for the parent parental God. It says moderate. I don't even know where the there's really? I guess some violence, but there's not much um, profanity. Yeah. is moderate. I don't even remember them using a whole lot of curse words. Frightening intense scenes is moderate. That should probably be a little bit higher because that's kind of what it not necessarily jump scares, but you know things that are psychologically could be scary. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm like this because I thought the movie was like PG PG thirteen at least PG thirteen for scary scenes or whatever. Yeah. This is rated R, so they must have had one too many f bombs, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But it they go to this house and they essentially go in one room um like he goes to put his daughter to bed and it shows the clock because you know the what much younger wife because i mean it's safe reed and kevin bacon are 27 years age difference in real life yeah so um he was making footloose the years before she was born just putting that out <laughs> there. just putting that out there yeah so that should tell you something um also i haven't seen I haven't seen Kevin Bacon. Um, if you look at the poster um, of it, I haven't seen that look on his face since Footloose, to be honest. <laughs> um, it's kind of funny. But um, he's definitely looks very aged in this movie. Like, oof. So I guess he is kind of getting there, I guess. But bless him. Um, but no, I love Kevin Bacon. Um, but yeah, like, so he, he goes to put his daughter to bed. It shows the time on the clock next to the bed where, you know, his wife is. And um, after he gets to bed, you know, he finds like another room and finds a weird picture um, that he didn't quite understand because it's of him. But, even though it's like their first day. Right. Um, And then he, you know, uh, finds his way back to the bedroom and he he thought he felt that she fell asleep on him. He was he thought he was only gone like five minutes. 
when he went when he left it was like 10 30 and when he came back it said like three something in the morning dang but you know when you're watching you know what because you're watching him the entire time and it follows him he was only gone like five minutes or so you know a short amount of time yeah and so that's kind of your first clue that there's some sort of time rift or some something's going on where there's you know where time runs differently like it does like you know it's, it, a minute is not a minute <laughs> it's like the term about it's been about a minute right how long has it been gone <laughs> i don't know about a minute it's that Could it's be. that kind of time yeah okay yeah. where you can't really distinct where you don't really know how long but so but you say about a minute and you're like like a literal minute or a figurative minute these factor in figurative minutes um it is pretty creepy. I'll give it that. Um, it's creepy. You're kind of wondering where it's going. Right. Um, if you stick with it, I think it's worth it because the end kind of helps pay it off. Um, but there's a lot of time jumping, I guess. And then you have to figure out, you know, then when you start, it starts kind of revealing how and why. I mean, it doesn't really fully answer those, but enough that you're okay with it by the end of the movie, I guess. Okay. Um, is it one I'd watch again? Probably not. Um, I watched it because it looked like it was creepy, but not like a horror, you know, like not like gore, you know, like not like the horror movies I don't like, <clears throat> yeah, but like the thriller ones I kind of do like. So, and I like Kevin Bacon, so I'm like, I'll watch it. Sure, Redbox, yeah, why not? Um, so yeah, would I recommend it? Sure, if you like good thrillers and things with um, that have kind of weird time issues i guess a good way i don't know how to put it time jumps um yeah check it out um if you're a little creeped out by the 27 year age difference between kevin bacon and his amending safe read that's not the creepiest part of the movie but it is kind of creepy i think i'm gonna be paying attention to that a lot now yeah (laughs) when i when i watch him like man big difference between his age (laughs) i was like i was like that his daughter why is he kissing his daughter like that no no no, they married i'm like oh all right, mm. bro. I mean, cool. Sure. Okay. <laughs> we'll just roll with it. <laughs> but it did kind of bother me a little bit. I'm like, they couldn't get. But it's part of the movie. I mean, that's just. I mean that, because that actually gets addressed, I guess, in a way. Okay. In the movie, because there's a, a plot point, I guess, is a good way to put it, um, that arises, um, in the movie. So, um, yeah, check that one out too, um. So for the kids movie for the week, um, Grayson and I watched on Disney Plus the one and only Ivan. What in the world? Yeah. Um, I knew it was going to be a talking animal movie. So I knew Grayson would watch it because she likes talking animal movies because she's. Oh, by the way, Grayson will be six on Thursday. So happy early birthday to Grayson. Happy early birthday. Yeah. So my soon-to-be six-year-old, I knew it would be all about this movie because they had talking animals. So I put it on and we watched it. And um, so it's based on a book, which is also based on a true story. Turns out, found that out in the credits. Hmm. About a the grill doesn't talk. They the animals don't really talk. Um, <laughs> in real life, it's just from the movie. So okay. let me put that out there ahead of time. Uh, <laughs> based on a true movie, but they based on a true story, but they added the talking animals for the movie. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
Okay. So a gorilla named Ivan tries to piece together his past with the help of an elephant named Ruby as a hatch a plan to escape from captivity. Most of that's true. So um, that's definitely a part of the movie. Um, so the movie is an hour and came out just uh, came out August 21st on Disney Plus. It's an hour and 35 minutes long. It has got a huge cast. Brian Kent Cranston is kind of the lead. Um, Sam Rockwell plays the voice of Ivan. Um, Shaka Khan. Shaka, Shaka Khan. Yeah, plays Henrietta. Um, Mike White uh, plays Frankie. Uh, Ron Funches, who I absolutely love, um, plays Murphy. Angelina Jolie plays Stella. Helen Mirren plays Snickers. Danny DeVito plays Bob. I mean, goodness. Yeah. Ensemble cast. Bro, I'm telling you. <laughs> Because there's a lot of yeah, because there's a lot of animals that are in this. So basically, it's about this small, like a mini circus, I guess you could say, in a strip in a small mall off the highway. In is it New York? I don't think it's, no, it's not New York. I forgot what city. Shame on me. Um, but yeah, it's like. Real, you know, it's not super big, but big enough to house these animals. And so basically, Brian Cranston's character Mac um, adopts this, you know, adopts this gorilla when it's a baby, and then raises it. It gets too big, you know, it causes too much of a mess because it's a monkey, you know, and there's throwing stuff and breaking stuff. Right. So Cranston's wife leaves him, which just leaves him with him and the monkey. Um, Originally, they were in the mall, like at a stand, and letting people get pictures taken with, with the gorilla, not monkey, the pictures with the gorilla, and started off that way. And then he just got more animals and made a, a little mini circus out of it. Okay. Um. So originally, all Ivan did was just, you know, they he was like the big finale, and then he got up, growled, and you know, just did his thing, beat his chest, all that stuff, and then yeah. he was fine. Out, you know, that was mainly it. Um, and then all the animals, all the other animals, you know, like came out, did tricks and whatnot. Okay. And then afterwards, one of the people that works, you know, do the lighting and the pickup and stuff like that, uh, has a daughter and she's over there, you know, drawing and showing pictures to Ivan. She ends up getting a new color set. So she gives Ivan the colors, um, uh, to learn, you know, to kind of learn how to draw and stuff like that. Right. So, um, like a new elephant comes in, like a baby elephant comes in uh, that Mac had gotten from another circus that was closing down. So he got a good deal, brought the new elephant, baby elephant in. Baby elephant becomes the new feature. Mm. And, you know, the older elephant, uh, Stella, is talking about how she, uh, you know, talking about what it was like growing up, where she was from, where there's just huge, you know, uh, they had this wide open land and countryside, you know, and they roamed around and, you know, what it was like before she got put in captivity. Um, this movie takes, like, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot going on. Yeah, I can tell. So <laughs> it's about, you know, it's still funny. It's got, you know, silly jokes and silly things for kids, but it's got a very serious message about, animals being taken out of the wild and put in captivity in like zoos and in in circuses and stuff like that and it's yeah. got a very serious message i'm like 
I'm watching this going, <laughs> what is this? Like, what is this movie? Like, is it a kid's movie where they're having fun and, you know, going through doing like animal fart joke, you know, animal fart jokes, more or less, you know? Right. Or is it trying to be something more to drive home like a real serious message? Apparently it's trying to do both. Okay. Try, so, try, appeal to the kids, but still have a message. Right. Which is yeah. hard to do. And I think it struggles at times with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the tone seems a little off balance. Now, Grayson loved it. I mean, okay. she watched it a second time already. Okay. Um, it, but because of that, because of what it was trying to do, it had tone issues and trying to figure out what it really wanted to be. Um, I thought it was okay. I mean, I like what it was trying. I like the message it was trying to get across. I appreciate that. But I, it seems like a weird movie to try and get that across. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just seems like a weird way to do that. And again, I haven't read the books, so I don't really know. Um, You'll be sad. If you watch it, you'll be satisfied with the ending. I'll just, Give it that much. Um, you won't be upset. Uh, the voice acting was fine. I didn't really have a problem with it. Um, but it was, I mean, it was fine. So, would I recommend it? If your kids are interested, just put it on. Let them, let them watch it. Do something else. Go do laundry or <laughs> play a card game on your phone. I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, but it's something you have on the back. You know, they can watch that. It's wholesome. It'll be fine. Um, but yeah, it is, it's, it's okay, but it's, it does have some tonal issues though, but overall has a good message. So, you know, at least it has a message, right? <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> better, in, you know, it's better than some of the other animal talking movies I've seen. Um, but yeah, so lastly, the last thing I want to talk about we had somebody ask us to they requested us to do some older movies because we don't we kind of do more current movies or movies that have only you know been out the past few years but not really still, anything they're still out of the, yeah nothing out of the 20 odds like yeah. me we, so i was like oh okay well no worries i've watched a movie that um i watched a movie in uh, the other day that came out in 1974. I think uh, like this movie's older than me by three years. So <laughs> if that'll count, I think that'll count. So uh, the last movie I'm going to talk about is The Parallax View, which I watched on Turner Classic Movies, I think, of all channels. Um, it stars Warren Beatty, or it's out of it's from 1974. It's an hour and 42 minutes long. Uh, Stars Warren Beatty as Joseph Frady, um, Paula Prentice as Lee Carter, William Daniels, yes, that William Daniels, the one that voices Kit from Knight Rider, uh-huh. Mister Mr. Feeney for Mr. Feeney. people <laughs> that for people that remember Boy Boy. I get I get that reference. Yep. <laughs> God, but not Knight Rider. Shame on you. Seen elsewhere? Come on, man. Jesus, you're my age. You should know those. I'm two. just saying, I know kid. I just never knew the uh, the, the name. Yeah, I can never I can uh, never remember the name of the actor. Right. Gotcha. 
but William Daniels voiced that. Uh, Cronin was also in it from Cocoon and uh, Batteries Not Included. And it was, yeah, I remember watching those two. Oh my gosh, yeah, man, yep. (laughs) Uh, Walter McGinn, and uh, I'm trying to see who else is in here that uh, people might remember. Bill McKinney, he was in it. Um, you'd recognize if you saw his face, type of thing. Um, I think that's probably a uh, Stacy Keach Sr., not Jr., but Stacy Keach Sr. was in it. Um, so this movie is about an ambitious reporter that gets in the way, that gets in way over his head, um, in trouble while investigating the senator's assassination, which leads to a vast conspiracy involving a multinational corporation behind every event in the world's headlines. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yes, it's very good. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, put this out there. I really enjoyed it. Um, one of my favorite things to watch from movies from the 60s and 70s is movies like this. You know, like Manchurian Candidate and um, yeah. or just The Candidate, really, with um, Robert Redford. It's really good. I really enjoyed Um But I like conspiracy movies, you know, at least you know, thriller movies that involve like shadowy agents or conspiracies or um, nice political thrillers like that. Um, so I really enjoyed watching this movie. I um, I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool because I'm not a huge Warren Beatty fan, but I enjoy, you know, I enjoy when I watch him and stuff. But he's not one. Right. I'm like, oh, my God. I have. How have I not seen this? Yeah. So the director is Alan J. Pakula. Um, he directed one of my favorite movies of all time, All the President's Men. Um, he directed Presumed Innocent from 1990 with Harrison Ford. Uh, he was a producer on To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, he was a producer on Sophie's Choice. Uh, he produced The Pelican Brief. Like, he's done a lot of great movies. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any more kind of big ones out there. <clears throat> Uh, he directed The Devil's Zone, which is my least favorite Brad Pitt movie because he does the world's shittiest Irish Irish accent. It's so bad. It's Harrison Ford and Brad Pitt. I've seen a clip from that. They, oh, were, talk, they were talking about the accent. I was oh, like, yeah, God, that's pretty so bad. bad. I bet he could probably, you know, it's been 20. You should be able to do it now. <laughs> it's been 23 years now. I bet he's got it. I bet he can do it now because God knows he can do a hella good Cockney accent after watching the match. <laughs> so, whew. Um, but he also directed Pelican Brief, um, Presumed Innocent, um, Sophie's Choice, uh, All the President's Men, The Parallax View, Clute. Um, yeah, like he's done a lot and he kind of specializes in those kind of thriller kind of movies. Um, so, yeah, so it's super good. Um, Warren Beatty's great in it. It You're not really sure where it's going because... A movie that's well, it's four, I got to do more math. God, forty-six years old. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, forty-six years old, and I still didn't know where this movie was going because I hadn't seen it. Yeah. Um, but it definitely keeps you on your toes, and you really don't know what's going to happen next, which is good. I mean, because that shows that the movie's not predictable right. in nature, you know. Because some movies could be, you know, when they're Kind of, I want to say dated, but when they're older movies, they're kind of, they could be kind of predictable, and because you've seen a lot of movies since then, yeah, that have taken inspiration or you know just cop, straight up copied from it, 
and the fact that you know i didn't know exactly where how this movie and this movie does not end in the way you think it's going to end either Hmm. so you're like oh okay we're just going to end it like okay well this is uh this is interesting (laughs) i'm like all right and i remember and then it then i remember oh like oh yeah i forgot i'm watching a movie from the 70s there weren't a whole lot of happy endings (laughs) if you i mean I mean, there just weren't. There weren't, uh, especially in the early, early, early to mid seventies. A lot of those movies just did not have happy endings because, you know, it, we're you're talking about like the end of the, the Vietnam War. So yeah, you know, the country was going through a lot. I guess you could say, as far as um, recovering from that and what kind of stories that directors and and uh, producers were wanting to tell. So it's um. It's definitely an interesting look at it. I would definitely recommend it. Um, it's not a touring classic movie, so if you've got Hulu, you should be able to find it. I've uh, seen it's on Prime Video, too. Yeah. So, yes, it's on Prime also. Um, I would recommend it. It's good. Warren Beatty's, you know, Warren Beatty, so he's great. Um, but it's, a, uh, yeah, it's definitely a good watch if you're looking for something different, something um, a little bit older to watch, I would definitely recommend this movie. Okay. All right, man. Guess what? On to trailers. All right. <laughs> then I get to finally talk about what I po- would, uh, what I post on our Instagram stories. Um, new Bond trailer for No Time to Die. I'm still super hyped about this movie. Probably more so now, but it's probably good that they were that they released a new trailer because it was supposed to come out in April and then COVID happened. So now it's yeah. coming out no, uh, November 20th. So the new trailer just kind of gets you back. I mean, especially if you're like me, you like those movies, it'll get you hyped. If not, it just looks like a fun action movie anyways. Right. Um, so yeah, November 20th for that. Uh, the boys in the band comes out September 30th. Um, Um, starring Jim Parsons, Zachary Quinto, Matt Bomber, um, Andrew Rennells, Charles Carver, Robin De Jesus, uh, Brian Hutchison, Michael Benjamin Washington. A group of gay men gather for a birthday party in 1968 New York City, only to find the drinks and laughs interrupted when a visitor comes from the host's past to turn and turns the evening upside down um so yeah coming out at theaters it looks like um september 30th and of course bond will be out uh, no time to die will be out in theaters as well um next up is the glorias um coming out looks like theaters also um on uh also september 30th it's the story of feminist icon uh gorna Gloria Steinem's itinerant childhood's influence on her life as a writer, activist, and organizer for women's rights worldwide, starring um, Alicia uh, Vikander, Joanne Moore, Janelle Monet, Bette Midler, Timothy Hutton, Lulu Wilson, um, Miles Evans, Lorraine Toussaint, 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 maybe it's French, I don't know. Um, so yeah, and then lastly, um, which you've already talked about, 
uh, and Noah Holmes, which, dude, mm-hmm. honestly, I thought that was going to be a series on Netflix, not a movie. Yeah. yeah. When I was first watching it, I thought it felt more like a series, but then yeah. kind of saw who was in like, yeah, they, they, I don't think they'd have time to do a series. Well, no, I, I didn't. I, ser- I even still, I was like, okay, it's a series. And then I, then I looked it up. And I'm like, nope, nope, it says, you know, I looked it up and said, no, it's two hours and three minutes long. That means it's not a series. Yeah. It um, looks interesting. Yep. So uh, when Enola Holmes, uh, Sherlock's teen sister, discovers her mother missing, she sets off to find her, becoming a super sleuth in her own right as she outwits her famous brother and unravels a dangerous conspiracy around a mysterious young lord. Starring Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things as Enola Holmes, Superman himself, uh, Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes, Sam, Sam Claflin, as Mycroft Holmes, Helena Bonham Carter, as Mrs. Holmes, and then Fiona Shaw, uh, Adil Akhtar, and Francis Delator, um, also in this film. So, I'm sure that'll be awesome. And that comes out uh, on Netflix September 23rd. So, that's it for trailers. All right, lastly, because I've, you know, led up to it. Because I did not discuss this with you beforehand. So it's going to be just as, as much a surprise to you as it is to the fans. So I thought of something the other day because um, I was trying to think, okay, well, shoot, uh, Halloween will be rolling up soon. We did, we already did a Halloween episode where we, you know, did that. It's kind of be redundant to do that again. We need to do something different. Yeah. So I came up with the ultimate devious plan for Halloween. Um, I thought we would do another um, do another stream or, you know, group. I'm already drawing a blank man. It's getting late. <laughs> been doing this for an hour and a half. We've been recording for over an hour and a half. I'm starting to get tired. Um, basically, uh, a group viewing, I guess you could say. Okay. Using Discord for Halloween. It'll be before Halloween because we'll, I want to, you know, talk about it after um, I would like for us using Discord to watch cats. And you truly really, really try to get me watch that. Yep. <laughs> because, and I'm doing it while we're recording too, because you know it's going to be in here, so you can't punk out on me. Uh. <laughs> because I feel like there is nothing more terrifying than watching cats. Is it going to be the butthole edition? I don't know. We'll find <laughs> That's for. That's for us to find. Uh, uh. I think we should do it on Discord. That way we can riff on it. We could have others join us and riff on it as well. I will gladly suck up the $4 to purchase it on Redbox. Yeah. So we can do this. And that, should, right. and that should be what we do for Halloween. Okay. And I will find a way to record it. Or at least we'll do a special episode where we would talk about we talk about the movie after we watch it. Okay. And that'll be our Halloween episode. When okay, so not, was, I'll, I'll be honest, not as bad as I thought, what I was thinking, so okay. that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> what were you thinking? I really wasn't thinking much. I just, that, that's just worse than anything I could have thought of. It oh. wasn't as bad as anything I could have thought of. I oh, okay. Put it that way. All right. I was going to have to wear masks and stuff on streaming. Like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, man. No, no. All right. That's no. still pretty bad, but okay. It's still pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. 
pretty like, terrible. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to get out of watching this movie now. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Just, uh, just come equipped with your, uh, come equipped with your liquid courage. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you got if you need me to, I'll purchase that for you also. We'll have it all set. Uh, we still got to test Discord out. I tried it from mine. Mine is yep. not going to be able to do anything as far as me being the host. I couldn't do it. Okay. Uh, well, uh, we'll try with me. Yeah. We'll do a test run before then. We've got, we've got, we got about eight weeks, six or seven weeks before. Yeah. Okay. So it will be all right. So that's it, man. We're going to, we're going to give that a whirl. I'm going to torment you and others with it. Cause, uh, such is Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> devious um it was nightmares yep. <laughs> again for some of us <laughs> uh, i don't know which one's gonna be more brave you for watching it for the first time or me for watching it the second time <laughs> yeah, surprised you'd even be going through that <laughs> well you know uh no, be, if, it'll you be... suffered, if you suffered through it you'll suffer through it again so others can suffer through it there you go I, you know <laughs> Sacrifices. I'm no hero. I'm no hero. <laughs> Certainly not. You're the villain. Yeah, exactly. It's true. True that. True that. Okay. Oh, mercy, man. That's cool. All right. All right. Well, what's uh, what's in this very long episode where we talked about eight, nine movies actually, four from you and five from me. So, but it was worth it because we need to get caught up. We, what happens when we have guests? We kind of have to sacrifice some time. But it is, as always, it's worth it, though. Yeah. Um, so, and speaking of which, trying to nail down for next week and then uh, get that rolling and then we'll go from there. Okay. I'm still harassing one of our coworkers to come back. So, our first guest, trying yeah. to get him. So, we're going to nail him down here in a minute. So, yeah. So just, that just, just blindfold him and just, yep. <laughs> just wake up his hair. <laughs> You're not babysitting. Get down here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you get a plug in your truck. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's do this, man. All right. So uh, I guess with that being said, um, I am your host, Jeff Hall. And uh, with me, thankfully, hopefully he still will be after Halloween, my amazing co-host. <laughs> Patrick Terry. I'll be back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>